1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. Mike Bedell is our special guest today from uh, his remote uh, Michigan place with spotty internet. How, huh, Mike?
2: Well, I mean, that's you know, we're 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 in Michigan. You know, we, we don't have we don't have good roads, we don't have good sports teams, and we certainly don't have good internet.
1: You got good food, though, man.
2: Well, that's good because I, I, I left one out. We don't have good weather either. Every time I, I talk with Paul here, he's like, oh, I'm at the pool or I'm just getting back from the pool. And like, I, I, I don't go to the pool. In fact, today it's snowing. out.
1: out oh, my here, gosh. So
2: no, no, no pool. No good weather. Just uh, just bad Internet. And I guess good food. So we'll, we'll take that. Are you going to actually say that we have better food than Atlanta?
1: No, but I think when I come up there, you and between you and Brian, you guys always spoil me, so I always eat pretty good when I go to Michigan.
2: Well, so. we we yeah, because there I mean there are a few select places that are okay, so we make sure that you you don't go off the beaten path here and that you go go and at least have a respectable meal in our uh, lackluster state. Yeah,
1: and I like that coffee, uh, Timmy Ho's, because you always bring me a nice hot cup of Timmy Ho's coffee, so.
2: That's, uh, hey, that's it's, uh Honestly, that's one of the few good staples we got that's like nice and consistent. You know what you're going to get every time.
1: There you go. Well, guys, today's program is brought to you by our friends at Jobber, and they are running their grant program right now, Mike. That is, uh, 25 people will win. They'll be rewarded between $2,500 and $15,000. The sum of it all will be $150,000. Jobber's giving away. A grant means they give you the money and you can do whatever you want with it. And so uh, they're looking for 25 businesses who want to either start or grow your business. And all you got to do is fill out a five-minute application at jobbergrants.com. And uh, if you win, let us know. Well, I'd love to bring you on the show and you can tell tell us if you won the 2500 or the 15000 and what you're going to do with it. What would you do with $15,000, Mike Bedell?
2: Well... I, I would slow down before I sped up with that money. I, I think a lot of people would be maybe quick to be like a kid in the candy store at the local equipment supply place, and they'd mm-hmm. probably go and get – One or two of everything. That way they've got the coolest looking rig in town. But uh, that may or may not be the best financial decision. So I I, if I was given $15,000, especially if I was like a younger Mike Bedell, uh, who didn't know what I know today. Uh, I, I would say to my young self, if I got that money, that you need to get a mentor and and develop a plan because that 15 grand could be a blessing or it could be a curse. And obviously, you and me, Paul, our friends at Jobber, we, we want that to be the biggest blessing possible. I mean, mm-hmm. that you could turn that 15 grand into, you know, they, Grant Cardone talks about 10x, but you could go really to like an infinite return on that 15 grand or, or it could all be gone in a year year or less maybe even a month. So um, if it were me, I, I would say, and this is not the fun answer, but this is the uh, 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 maybe better around the block answer is, is man, I, I would find some people that would help me develop a really good plan on how I'm going to use that money in the best way possible. So that when I look back in five or 10 years, I, I you know, I'm proud of what I did. But, mm-hmm. but then I, I could really look at the gift that I received from a great place of gratitude because... because... Because I I made good, responsible decisions with the money that provided an excellent outcome for for me and and the people around me at that.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, great, great advice, Mike. I heard uh, Warren Buffett. I might have even shared this with you before. I can't remember. But he started about $30,000 ahead of the game As he was getting started in business, because he did a paper route and things of that nature. And then he just started investing that and investing that. And here he is, you know, with billions and billions and billions of dollars. And uh, so it's really cool. Uh, You have the hat on that says boost. And that's what Jobber wants to do. They want to give you a little boost. And I hope we have several. I don't want just one green industry podcast listener to win. I want to hear several of you guys uh, that you win and that you call me. So I think I'm ineligible. Otherwise they would say it was fixed. <laughs> so I can't, I don't <laughs> think I'm, I don't think I get to win. Uh, but I want to see you guys succeed. And you know what, Mike, that's actually one of the principles of success is when you help other people succeed. Our, our buddy Brian te- teaches this, but it's, it's, it's a biblical principle. You, you help other people succeed and then it helps you succeed down the road.
2: I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, that's it. It's uh, not only does a good book tell us that, but I think we've all lived uh, that in, in our own lives now. And we see the power of helping others and uh, partnering up with a great company like Jobber that uh, that's obviously one of their core beliefs is they want, you know, they, the community not just to be a revenue source for them, but a group of people that they can empower and, uh, and use what they have to offer as as a platform for their success.
1: Totally. Well, we're very well said. And we say all that to say, you can go to uh, jobbergrants.com. Does that sound right, Mike? I got my notes over here.
2: Uh, uh, hey, you've, if you've got the notes, I believe it. I am I am so terrible with that. You know, if it, not to go off on a tangent here, Paul, but as a kid, and I'm sure you remember, you need to know your home phone number and all yeah. these dates and addresses. And now they're just all on the phone. So- it's whatever the phone says. It's whatever jo- the jo- email yeah,
1: says. Job emails. Yeah, jobbergrants.com. I was hanging out with a group of men um not this Saturday, but the previous Saturday. It was awesome. It was about probably fifteen men. And I was one of the youngest guys there. A lot of these guys are very successful. And we just went out to lunch and uh smart, smart guys. I mean, some of these guys are, are very, very successful. I mean, One guy that was there is very successful and I'm just sitting there just keeping my mouth shut, just trying to learn from these guys. But the one guy was exchanging his phone number with the other guy and he's like, Hey, what's your number? And the guy's sitting there. He's like, you know, I don't even know. He didn't even know his own phone number because he just, he never calls himself and he just, you know, I guess you can need to know your number at Kroger if you forget your little card. Um, But he just did. He didn't know his phone number and and, uh, he had to like figure out what his phone number is. But I I just checked my notes, job
2: I I was going to say, I'm sure they would have something like that that's very easy to remember. And, you know, I was thinking as you were saying that, you know, you've talked about in the past that, you know, you went to school Mm -hmm. and how much that cost you. And my guess is it took more than five minutes to apply for school and it cost you all this money versus jobber only needs five minutes of your time to sign up for this and they will give you money. Yeah. Just, Just throwing that out there.
1: Yeah. You, oops, you really, the, only, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, <That's laughs> <fun. laughs> <laughs> 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 Uh for those of you listening, you can't see, but my microphone just started going up to the ceiling here. Uh, we're in the new studio, Mike, but, um, this is on YouTube. So if you guys want to watch, uh, watch us, uh, head on over to, to the green industry podcast, YouTube. I've had several guys say that you need to, you need to put the podcast on YouTube. So what do you think, Mike? I, I, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to try.
2: I think that uh, my, my philosophy on that is the more different places you can have the same content, you're probably better off mm-hmm. because uh, you never know what people like. That's that's like their go to like, yeah, mm-hmm. they might have all the accounts, but they spend a lot of time on YouTube, but they spend a lot of time on Instagram or maybe they they just love TikTok or something like that. And if uh, you if you're you have something on all those platforms, you're you're probably going to get the most engagement versus um, I know different people that have tried to really hone in on on one platform or, or maybe focus a little too hard on drawing things back to um, like their off off platform website or whatever it is. And like yeah, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. And mm. uh, um, mm. I think if if your goal is to just touch people in terms of engagement and and uh amount of eyes and ears. Yeah, I think I think YouTube's great. I mean admittedly I I have a YouTube premium subscription. Oh so you know, there's there's sometimes you know that gives you the ability to hit play and then you know lock your phone, put it in your pocket. And so there you um, go. There's there some different people that uh um, you know, I I learn from, and uh when I'm busy out and about working, you know, I I don't necessarily have to have my phone open. It's eating up that battery, but I can still learn throughout my day, and uh to, to be able to learn that eleven or twelve dollars a month is is a worthwhile investment. That's so, all. That's uh,
1: all it is. Yeah. It's okay. Because uh, I'm getting so mad. Skip ad. Skip ad. Skip ad. I, I got the free version right, and okay, then yep. somehow my my finger. I think I'm hitting skip ad. And then the next thing you know, like some I'm on some crazy commercial that I have no interest in whatever. And then I'm like, how do I get back to my video? And I start getting all mad and, and uh, maybe I should when just I get made, YouTube premium. When
2: I made the switch, I was like, my gosh, why did I spend like months like you? Yeah. All this skip ad and all. like the amount of like, you got to wait the five seconds. Oh yeah. I you skip.
1: It plays it. And then what they're doing now is you don't know about this because you're on premium. But they make you watch the first one. You have to watch this. You hit skip ad. And then they play another one that's like you got to wait through. So now you got two commercials and you got you to gotta be right on top of it to hit skip ad. It's, it's a hassle. So you're telling me this is not a hashtag sponsored by YouTube, but you're telling me YouTube premium, 12 bucks a month. I don't have to watch all these raggedy commercials
2: that's that's where it's at man and uh and there's a few other little little bonus features beyond that but yes just to avoid having to skip ads like i don't know it's like you pay extra to to have the fast pass at disney or something like that Uh, you're gonna have a more enjoyable experience
1: all right well switching gears i wanted to ask you a little bit (laughs) <laughs> about your back end of your business. Uh, my my um, flow, Mike, I have QuickBooks Online. We actually talked about this the other night, um, but I have QuickBooks Online. I have that synced to my my business checking accounts, which I do a hybrid of Mike McCallowitz, So I got a whole bunch of accounts. That synced to QuickBooks, that synced to Jobber. And Megan and Joey, my bookkeepers, they, they have it all interconnected. They, they know more about all my stuff than I do. They they got it all you know connected together. So what's your kind of back end of, of the efficiencies of running your business?
2: Yeah, it's not that different than yours, Paul. Uh um back uh 12 years ago now we started using QuickBooks Online. When you started, that-
1: was it QuickBooks Online or was it just the like they sent you the CD ROM, the old school QuickBooks?
2: No, it was, it was always QuickBooks online, but it, it was QuickBooks online was definitely the newer thing. Okay. I was
1: brand new about then. Yeah. Cause it,
2: it was not desktop. Was okay. Yeah. See my yeah,
1: mentor, they, Kenny, he's a little old school, but he, he had the desktop. So when I was telling him, no, I got QuickBooks online. I, said, I don't know about that. And he's like, you just, and uh, you like get a new CD every year. And you have to put it in and install it and all that.
2: Yeah, no, thankfully, I I knew that I wanted to be able to access things uh, um, away from just my computer in my office. Uh, You know, even though smartphones were certainly not what they are today, I I just could see that's where that was headed or um, I did a little bit of traveling for work back then. And so being able to have a laptop and and deal with things that way. um, Is that uh, your dog or my dog? Oh, It's probably mine, okay. Uh, it's, it's, no,
1: it's no big deal. He can join he, the program here. He, he
2: he dislikes the uh, the male person, they have a love hate relationship.
1: But, I used uh, to work for UPS, I understand the dogs are. I got some dog stories, man.
2: Uh, he's all all uh, bark, no bite. I got he's, you. Uh, he's uh, he's very cute and adorable, but but you know, he's also very tough, and he will tell you that, yeah. But uh, um, anyway, we, I, I started off with QuickBooks Online, and uh, that, that answered a lot of the uh, uh, problems that we were having in the early stages of our business in terms of invoicing properly and dealing with taxes and payroll. Um, but they never had a very good scheduling component, so that was For the first, I don't know, uh, several years of my business, uh, even though we were able to uh, uh, do a lot of things on the computer, when it came to scheduling, a lot of that was just pencil and paper, or um, I remember I thought we were we were hot stuff because I figured out how to put some stuff in Yahoo calendar, but even okay. that like wasn't, wasn't a very good fit. And so uh, thankfully back in 2014, we found uh, there was a section in QuickBooks that uh, called apps and it was different softwares that would sync up with them. Mm-hmm. And Jobber was one of those uh, that was on there. And so we, we gave them a try and um, even though that, that was the early stages, yeah. they didn't quite, the features that they have now uh it was a big it was it was like the missing key missing puzzle piece to our our situation and uh we quickly realized what a game changer that was uh for for my company in terms of getting away from pencil and paper and um, being able to see where everyone was at any given time and and getting real-time updates and being able to be directed right to the next site not having to call me and get directions and it, it really answered a lot of our problems. And so, um, I, I truthfully haven't made a ton of changes to that setup, uh, uh, since, uh, obviously both have certainly added more features and that makes my life easier, but, um, really jobbers, the command center of, of the business. If it's in jobber, it's happening. And then, uh, um, the QuickBooks is just kind of fills out the, the things around that in terms of, uh, some of the payroll and, uh, and tax filings and, and, uh, so you uh, within
1: the, like the um, QuickBooks accounting software, you use their payroll system. You don't, you don't have like a, a ADP or Gusto or one of these other payroll companies. You just use them.
0: You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your green, so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com.
1: Hey, Green Industry Podcast listeners. This is Cody from Lightspeed Social Agency. If you're tired of spinning your wheels every selling season, we want to change things up for you in 2022. We're a full service digital marketing agency that only works with lawn care and landscaping businesses. We specialize in hyper local neighborhood by neighborhood Facebook ads that generate right away ROI. Let's talk about how we can grow your business at the speed of light. Go to lightspeedsocialagency.com to schedule a call. Make sure to tell us Paul sent you and we'll waive your setup fee.
2: Hey folks, we have a thing coming up here. It's called Together in the Trades. And it is a summit for couples in business in Nashville, Tennessee. June 2022. (laughs) June 25th, 2022 at the Music Study Center. In Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, and it's going to be so exciting. It is a summit on how not to get divorced from your spouse if you work together. Yes, and it's not the be all end all, but it's tools and tips to help you work on your spouse and your relationship together if you run a company together because believe it or not, you run a company together and you may not even know it even if the other person has a job outside the business and you're both bringing that stress home. And it's not just us talking, we, bring in industry
0: professionals and we also bring in real life examples like ourselves yeah. we're constantly and learning marriage from.
2: counselors things yeah. like that so June 25th 2022 together in thetrades.com Nashville Tennessee it's going to be an awesome time see you there
0: Your mower blades are sharp, the whipper snipper is ready to rock, and you're all set to cut that grass and make that cash. Hi, it's Mr. Producer. I know you're ready to rock and roll, but have you thought about how to maximize your time on the mower once the podcasts are done for the day and you have hours of work still ahead? Let me recommend audiobooks from Audible. Paul has three titles that you can listen to, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, and the brand new 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, which he so kindly allowed me to narrate. These audiobooks are a great way to make the most of your time and help you grow your business. I'll put links down in the podcast description.
2: Yep. Yeah. Just okay. use uh, QuickBooks. I think it's, uh, uh, they actually have a really good uh, payroll service. Uh, um, I've, uh, I can't say I've really ever had any issues in the 10 years plus we've used it. So,
1: yeah, I was listening to Keith Calfis, another Michigan boy, and uh, he was interviewing this guy named Dan Platt, I think it was his name. Mr. Producer was like, you got to listen to this episode. Good, good stuff, you know? And, uh, so I was listening to him, but Dan, he, he works for, a um, uh, bookkeeping accounting service. And he was like, you need to have a separate, your accounting software can't be the same as your command center. Cause a lot of guys will just use QuickBooks for all of it. And he was like, no, no, no guys. Like if you have QuickBooks for your accounting software, that's fine. But you also need your business management software, whether it's job or whatever, it doesn't matter what, it, which one you have, but you need that command center and we obviously both use job or QuickBooks combination and that, that works fine for us, but there's guys out there that, that are just using QuickBooks for everything or they don't even have anything. And so I think it's good to start to understand that we want to we have the proper um, softwares and technologies in place to, to run an efficient program.
2: Absolutely. I mean, there's really when you've been in business a while, you realize you're playing two games at once. One of them is is how you interact with customers and the quality of work that you do out in the field, and 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 how you represent yourself out there. But then there's the whole other game that 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 side never sees. Those people will never see. It. And it's mm-hmm. how are you running things on the back end? And uh, um, unfortunately, I guess the two can kind of collide. Where people um, uh, If they start to tell that you're really Unorganized and -hmm. and that you Don't know what you're doing they can kind of make Assumptions about how the back end is And I I know I I hear That far too frequently from uh, Some of the calls that we get from From clients just when I'm doing Some or potential clients really when when I'm doing some qualifying on the phone With them Uh, one of the Issues that they readily admit is they just Their last guy's not very organized And he doesn't seem to have any consistency, or he'll bill them. For, you know, not he won't bill them for four months, and then oh, they get man. this huge invoice. <laughs> oh, it, it, man. it just seems like uh, you know, if if you don't have a plan, the plan will work you. And uh, yeah. um, having having a, a written plan, and, and then having that in a command center, like like a jobber, it really allows you to separate yourself from the pack. Uh, and, and you know, they, gosh, this is uh, something that you know, thinking. Back, Because we're a little bit older, Paul, back when we were starting out, the the software that Java really offers now, that was something that a real large outfit, like maybe, uh, um, you know, they're now Brightview, but Brickman back in the day, like they Mm -hmm. they would probably have some proprietary software that that they would use, but no one else would ever be able to use that. And now everyone has access to stuff like that. So why why wouldn't you use what, you know, the big boys have been using the entire time?
1: Mhm. No, I, I absolutely. And then who does your accounting um and bookkeeping. Oh, I,
2: I handle most of it myself. Okay. I have uh, a few mentors if I if I need some help along the way. But uh, um, I I actually really enjoy that stuff. Okay. And if I if I wasn't good at it or I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. I, okay. I certainly would do what you do, Paul, and I would find people that uh, uh, are smarter than me and are better at it and and know how to do it and want to do it and and I I would empower those people and. And, and let them help as, as much as they possibly could. But I actually really, really enjoy doing it, and uh, um, I find it kind of therapeutic. So okay. I, I do a lot of my own uh, bookkeeping, but, uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe down the road, as I, uh, I don't want to do it anymore, it's always something that uh, is, is much easier to delegate than some other things in my business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like when you switch to YouTube premium, you're like, why did I never do this sooner? You know I mean? That's what I, when I switched to good bookkeepers, Megan and Joey Coberly, that's how I felt because for years I was doing it myself. Plus I had some other, and I don't want to, I know we're on the worldwide web, so I never know who would watch this, but the folks who I had before that, um, it just, it, it just wasn't working out. Um, it just wasn't my type of personality, Mike, I need to know what's going on. Like I need I need to be um in control and like I need to I need to really understand these numbers. And I had a bookkeeper who did a good job before, but it was like oh, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Oh, don't worry about I got it, y'all you're good. And it was like the person did what they said they would do and everything was done. But I didn't understand really my profit and loss statement. I didn't understand my cash flow statement. I didn't understand my balance sheet. I didn't really understand um owners pay and, and what you know, as I'm paying myself and what the true profit of the business is after I pay myself and all uh-huh. these things that Megan and Joey have, have, um, basically taught me, like, not that they speak down on me, but they, they make it so like a, a eighth grader could understand, um, rather than just kind of talking down on me and things like that. So anyway, I have another, no. I have another element of you. Cause I, I have QuickBooks, I have Jobber, I have, you know, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, you have Michael Bedell is the, the bookkeeper. But at the end of the day, my point is because not, I I guarantee you 1% of the people listening to me are like you, Mike, you're rare. You're rare. Uh, Most people are like, I do no books. You know, you can miss me with all that. That's, that's not therapeutic. What do you mean therapeutic, Mike? (laughs) A hundred
2: percent. No, I'm, I'm a weird guy when it comes to that. Yeah. I understand that that's not, uh, not the normal. And, uh, um, you know, they, we all have our weird quirks about each other, right. Or about ourselves. And that's something that, uh, um, Hey, you know, I, I, I find it relaxing and therapeutic, but, uh, I, I've come to learn over the years, especially like my, my good buddy, Brian Fullerton, Polar opposite. He's he's much like yourself, Paul. He's got uh, a lot of good people on his team, and he lets them go ahead and do their job. And yeah. he focuses on what he's really good at and what he enjoys doing.
1: Yeah. And case in point of that is Mr. Producer. You know that's yeah. Uh, that's my producer, but he's also Brian uh, producer, and he just it's it's it, everyone's source because you know Brian's show gets produced well by Mr. Producer, and everything just you know is hands off. It's just a win win win. Um all the way around. I had a, something I wanted to say now it's 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 uh leaving me here, Mike. Let me let well, me know that that happens to, to all of us.
2: It is, a, it is a Monday while we're recording this. So yeah, you know, yeah, it, 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 it just that Monday energy, it happens sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, I
1: thought it was a good point when I remembered and you were you were talking about your accounting, how you're a rare breed. Oh, this is kind of it. When we have um, these conversations within the industry, and I know you do some consulting as well, and guys will say, man, what? I really need your help, Paul. It's like, okay, what, what do you need? And, you know, and they'll be like, what do you think, man? Should I get a right or X mark? I'm, I'm looking at this X mark. I'm looking at this right. What do you think? Or man, man, I need a, what do you think? Open trailer or closed? And they'll give me the pros and cons. And they've, they've thought this through, you know? Um, uh, An Azusa, like, landscape truck or the open trailer or closed enclosed trailer or, or this mower versus that mower. But when it comes to the back end of the business, it's just uh, this—it's just neglected until it kind of realizes. Oh, I need to get that together. But but when I'm trying to elevate the industry, and that's why I appreciate folks like you who have it together, is this is equally as important. We need to establish the foundation with an accounting software, with a command center, a business manual software, a CRM. You can use whatever terms you want with a good accounting system. All of these things are just as important as being efficient with the equipment.
2: I, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's uh um, and that's why I said it's you've got these two games going on at once, and, and a lot of people focus on that that first game of of part. They view that stuff as part of the customer experience. The customer will like me more if I have nice new equipment, or um, I I believe that I'll be able to do a better job with the nice new equipment, and they're they're very quick to focus that and their energy and their hard earned money. On that side, and uh, um, I, I can say from doing uh, a decent amount of, of different coaching and consulting in this industry, um, yeah, it's it's not the topics people really want to talk about until it's like such a heavy weight; it's it's really weighing them down, or they're almost you know to use use the boxing analogy on the ropes at that point. Okay. And uh, um, if they don't course correct fast, they need to uh, find a new career choice or. Some some other way to make that dream a reality, because the numbers side is uh, is just not working for them. And so uh, it's that's where um, it's not the fun part of it, but the, the, the number side and having a, a well-written plan is really what makes any business, uh, uh, on the course to being, being really unstoppable and something that's memorable. And, and that's something that you know, a place that people want to work at and, and someone or a place that people want to work with.
1: Totally. Well, switching gears a little bit, Mike, I wanted to ask you about your trip to Chicago, man. I I'm jealous. I didn't get to go. Um, you're part of the, uh, echo UAG program. And uh, I could watch on on Instagram stories all day long. It looked like you guys were having a blast, man. I got to go uh, a couple of years, and one year we had uh, we're at the hotel and we're all on this bus. They're, they didn't tell us where they're taking us. It was a surprise. We all thought we're going to a hockey game, but they took us to like a race car center. But anyway, we're the bus is rolling down the down the road and we're, we're on our way. And next thing you know, you see like Forrest Gump running down the road and you're like, wait, wait, wait. And they're like, who's that? That's Bedell. Oh man. You got on the bus and everyone was cheering you on. So did you have any good stories from this year, man? That was classic.
2: That, that was classic. And I'm so glad that happened when it happened, because like so many, uh, um you know, almost like legendary people in this industry were on that bus and, and got to like live and experience that. And and it's uh it certainly will be a good laugh for decades. To yeah. Come. Who
1: was on who was all on that bus? I, I know I, I was because I was sitting up front when you walked on and it was you thought you won the Super Bowl. But was, yeah. You know, but <laughs> now.
2: Gosh, I, who wasn't on the bus, right? Uh, we had, uh, um,
1: gosh, we had what, Caleb Allman uh, I think, was
2: there. I yeah, think. yeah. Gosh, Dylan Stevenson. Yep. I feel like the Spencers. Probably yep. Richie Clemens was yep, on he, the bus. Yep. yep. Um, gosh, I, we had like Kyler- Tyler
1: Dixon. Yep. That was a fun. That was a fun year. That was 2019, right? Or 2018? Uh, oh 18? Yeah, 18. Man. <sighs> Time flies. So how did the trip go this year, man? I'm sitting back here at the pool watching you guys jealous. Yeah, uh, it was
2: nothing crazy like that, I can say, happened, as far as I know, at least. Uh, um, But uh, we did have a a bus ride, and we played whirly ball this year, which was uh, just fun. Have you ever played whirly ball?
1: No idea what it is.
2: It's, uh, It's kind of like lacrosse meets basketball but you're in bumper cars what yes and uh what was cool is is actually like some of the people from echo got out there and and uh uh the first couple games were kind of tame but then we started getting a little aggressive and realizing we could like block shots or somebody go to like with their little handheld lacrosse uh I, I guess I don't know what it's called but their little throwing device you could like block it and knock the ball as they're trying to to launch it we, we we started having a little more fun with it and uh uh that was very good they're they're obviously the folks at Echo are always gracious hosts and then they were nice enough to have us to their uh, uh facility, their corporate campus in Lake Zurich the next day. And uh mm. we got the factory tour and then we got to go outside and demo some stuff. And we had uh a nice lunch and, and a couple good roundtable discussions and then uh as those trips typically go, they fly on by and it's time wow. to uh get on the bus and head back to the airport or drive back home. Uh, so, uh, uh, but it was, it was a very nice time. Thanks for asking. I, uh, I really enjoyed it and it's, it's quite a privilege to be able to uh, uh, be in a group like that and uh, um, deal with uh, a company that really gets it like Echo does.
1: <laughs> what do you mean by they really get it?
2: Uh, they, they want to, uh they're They're not just there to sell us stuff. They want to want to really figure out like, what makes us tick? Why, why do we want to do things a certain way? Mm-hmm. Why do we want to use this piece of equipment a certain way? And, um, you know, just because they put it out there, is it good enough or what, what could be changed about it? And mm-hmm. um, uh, actually, one of the things I was talking about with some of the VPs of the company when I was there is just because, you know, you've done well or you've had a successful day or week or season, like it's important to acknowledge that. And then it's equally as important to raise the bar and do better tomorrow. Wow. And uh, you just have to keep being better tomorrow. And uh, they, I, I, one of the reasons I really like them is, like I said, they get it. They they aren't just, uh, here's our products, we're helping everyone buy them, we think they're the best. No, they they, they really believe they have great products, but uh, um, they also I think believe that their next generation is going to be even better and it's going to help more people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a lot like, like, uh, the relationship that we have with the landscape community paul we we Mm want to help people we want to be a resource uh and uh uh, those are the people at the end of the day after doing this for it's coming up on two decades now those are the people that i want to play on a team with the people that Want tomorrow to be better than today, and f- f- feel it that it, it, it's their calling to uh, um, you know help, help take everyone around them to the next level. And uh, um, after they do that, they just want to do it again, and, and then they mm-hmm. want to do it again after that. And uh, it's a great transition to say you know that's one of the reasons that we both really like working with Jobber as a brand is mm-hmm. uh, um, they they really want to help the community. It's it's like we said earlier, it's not just uh, we're, we're not just a revenue source to them. We're we're people that uh, um, they they really insp- are inspired by and mm-hmm. and uh, they believe our stories matter and they want to play a role in in helping us change our communities uh, for the better by uh, being a better version of ourselves.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Well said, Michael. Then they got right. good cheeseburgers, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, you can't deny a good jobber cheeseburger and some jobber <laughs> french fries. So, Lady like- uh, obviously, that, those are the best out
1: there. Lady Like that one. That was fun. A little inside joke if you're a friend of the show and been listening for a while. I just did a coaching call earlier this morning with a guy, and he just found our show in December. So, he probably missed that joke because that was that was back last fall at, at the GIE. It doesn't well, even exist the good anymore. News is
2: he can now listen to, like, years of podcasts. Yeah,
1: he could go back and, and catch the joke
2: yeah you know they the guys that like us to listen in real time you know we gotta wait for the next day or wait for the next week but uh i sometimes kind of envy those and and that's why it's fun to find a new podcast that's new to me but Mm -hmm. maybe has been around for a couple years like like i remember uh um i found a couple years ago the bigger pockets podcast and i was i was a excited because i liked it but b they were on episode like 300 something and i wow. was like i got 300 of these to listen to and they're all like an hour long like wow. i got content forever to
1: listen to this bigger is bigger pockets give me give, give me some tips man what did you learn from from uh binge listening the bigger pod bigger pockets
2: oh you know they 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 focus a lot on real estate. And so um, it it was great to learn from people that have made a lot of mistakes and uh, have have also had a lot of success. And Mm -hmm. uh, the people that hosted are very successful, but then they bring on um, uh, other people from the community. And some of them are like real big titans of industry, like a Robert Kiyosaki Um, or or some of them are like they actually had a gale from my local community. community that was like a single mom and started out buying like, um, one single family property in downtown Detroit in a in the not so desirable area of the city that hasn't really been gentrified yet, mm-hmm. and now has built her way up to this whole portfolio, and it's it's completely changed her life and her family's life. And she's talking about how she's you know able to be successful enough to to now buy a house for her parents. And um, it, it's 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 uh, very good to to hear stuff like that. That you know it's 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 equally inspiring, but also really gives you some actionable steps, um, and and things to to listen, look out for, listen for, uh, um, that way, you know, you, you can maybe take, uh, uh, the mistakes that these people have made and learn Mm -hmm. from them and then, uh, uh, you know, make a, make your journey to success a little quicker than, uh, theirs was. And so, uh, um, I I I really enjoy content like that. It's a nice, healthy mix from the, the nice green industry content that we have. And then it's nice to kind of get out of the uh, outside the box. And, and, you know, some I can admit some of the things that I've learned on the Bigger Pockets podcast have also helped me in my landscape
1: business. Nice. Yeah. What would be your advice to the Green Industry podcast moving forward as we go to the spring and the summer, Mike? Like what, what topics do you really think? Cause you do consult and you got a pulse on in this industry. What, what do you think we really need to be putting our attention on to elevate this industry? Like where, where are the weaknesses where we gotta, we gotta educate and, and, and you know, bring on and maybe experts in those areas to, to help our listeners go to the next level.
2: Yeah. Well, the one thing that I've been focusing on the past couple of years is, um, you know, the, there's. Uh, in our industry, there's a lot of uh, uh, positive talk, and it's very empowering and it inspires people to go make every year the best year, mm-hmm. and that's great. But I think that there's um, uh, maybe an area that our our industry doesn't have the best understanding is 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 really macroeconomics, and okay. these are things that maybe brands like Jobber or Echo um, mm-hmm. that maybe come from a little bit more of a core. America mm-hmm. um, did go get the four-year degree or the six-year degree or beyond, mm-hmm. um, they, they maybe have a little bit better pulse on that. And uh, there are times where, and we may be, may be coming upon some here, where what where the way things have been going maybe aren't the ways that things will be going. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, kind of looking at Just outside of your small little microcosm of even business – or your your local community that you work in, maybe taking a step back and looking at what's going on in the community around you or the world around you, and then realizing like just because it's great to have ambition and goals, um, are those goals matching up with the macroeconomic conditions of uh, uh, society? And and uh, what's what's really alerted me to that is I'm fortunate enough in my business to work for some, some extremely wealthy individuals. And, um, I, I've kind of watched them they had develop a, pa- a path and a plan and and executed over the past, maybe five to 10 years that we've worked together. Mm-hmm. And over the past year, I kind of noticed that all of a sudden they were doing things very differently. Like what? It, um, well, instead of accumulating things, they were selling things. And um, I I started asking questions like, why? Why are you doing this? And they they started explaining, well, you know, we think maybe we're, we're at the top of things. And if you want to be able to buy towards the bottom, you have to sell towards the top. And, um, you know, it's it's interesting to see, um, you know, how just a few years ago they were making all these investments into things. And 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 now that's really slowed and and they're focusing on uh, um, value adding on part of their portfolio. And then, um, you know, actually going as far as saying, yeah, no, we, we don't really even have a place for some of this money to go or. Or a new spot, but we just we feel it's the right move to maybe sell and hold the cash and have patience. And uh, we think that there are some different opportunities coming down the road. And it might make sense to uh, and I think I said this on one of your podcasts before, kind of sit in a place of liquidity. And uh, I think it's kind of funny. It was a couple of years ago. I said that the the well to do are moving towards liquidity, and and I just meant that really as a COVID move that it made sense to be kind of cash heavy when you weren't certain what the next couple months were going to look like. But it, it kind of is fascinating that that really is what I've seen people that um, you know would be on like maybe the Forbes top one hundred wealthiest people list um, starting to make those moves. And and we've all seen it. Even you one you know, of
1: your talking? Customers is on the Forbes top 100.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah.
1: You service their property. Uh, Some of them. Yeah. They're in the Forbes top 100. Yep. Wow. How did I never know this? Oh,
2: I mean, I don't, I don't talk about it a lot. I don't, you know, it's not something they, but. So they gotta uh, yeah, be, I they gotta be a,
1: bill, a billionaire, correct? I'm sorry. They're a billionaire.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Many times over.
1: Wow, you know a multi billionaire Bidell? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually was just uh, chatting with uh, somebody from their family office the other day, and um, family office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. So, and actually, their their daughter, who I do some work for, uh, um, we were texting. So, him. so, so, so
1: the multi billionaire, you 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 go to his house?
2: Uh, the well, they're, their daughter's house is here, and then yeah, they have some other property here as well.
1: Okay. You, you yeah, when, that you're, property.
2: When, when you're a billionaire, you, you, you tend to acquire a lot of property.
1: So how many, how many times are you out there on your mower and the billionaire coming up the driveway? You've seen him before, talk to him or what?
2: Yeah. 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 They're very, that that's You would never know. You would never know that when you met them, that they are uh, uh, you know, maybe some of the wealthiest people that you'd ever meet and uh, very down to earth, humble people. And uh, last year, um, they, so they came in to, uh, spend some time with the grandkids and their grandson loves all the power equipment that I have. And I was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, using my tractor to like stage mulch and move stuff around and he wanted to watch. And so they, uh, yeah, they, they came and, uh, uh, they flew into town and they, they wanted to hang out with the grandson and he wanted to watch me. And so they hung out and watched and we, but you uh, had a billionaire, you
1: about- had a billionaire watching you spread mulch.
2: It was a bizarre experience, I will
1: admit. That is pretty did never, cool.
2: Did never think that would happen. Certainly not why I got into the industry, but uh uh yeah, no, they're 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 very great people to work for and and uh um it's just been very fascinating getting to see how uh um they play the game, uh which is obviously, you know, a game of money. Well that's
1: uh, a whole nother that that's a whole another um, <laughs> mathematical considerations.
2: Sure. Sure. It's, uh, you know, it's one thing to make all that money, but it's another thing to keep it. Right. And, uh, um, that's, uh, that's, it's just been interesting to see, uh, um, you know, they just few years ago, they were buying stuff left and right. And, uh, um, uh, they, they, The purchasing has stopped, and the uh, I know that, that they aren't the only clients of mine that have unloaded stuff. And, uh, um, you know, so, some of the prices that they've been able to unload stuff is, is well beyond even asking price. And mm. so uh, um, it, it's it, – it's, they're good people to probably work for in the future because they're certainly sitting in a position where uh, – Uh, When buying opportunities come, they they certainly are in a position to be able to buy.
1: They're they're not uh, slow payers or no payers, though. They probably pay you on time, huh?
2: Yeah, they're very, very, very good payers. That's, uh, um, you know, I I used to have a lot bigger company in terms of size of clients. I've certainly whittled it down. But part of what's made that uh, very easy to do is the clients I have now, I I don't really chase for money. I, I that's.
1: Don't how have, how have we been friends for all these years? You never told me one of your clients is a multi-billionaire. Oh. <laughs>
2: See, I don't See, I don't really, I, it's not something I like go and I, I share all the time. Well, you just
1: I'm shared like, it with the entire world, man. Our podcast yeah, is a top 1% global podcast now, Mike. Yeah, well, I uh, I, I,
2: I more meant to share it just in a place of like, <laughs> hey, uh, um, like, hey, and what I started saying is like, like last fall, we all saw that Elon Musk and his brother sold a lot of Tesla stock when it was like pretty much at all time high price and then came down several hundred dollars in price. And so uh, I'm just putting out there that I'm noticing this theme of uh, um, the people who really make and move the economy are starting to take their chips off the table a little bit. And uh, that, that might be one thing that I haven't really heard talked about a lot in this industry is, uh, um, you know, why are they doing that? And is it maybe, you know, a good move to look at doing that a little bit uh, in our own businesses and, setting ourselves up for, uh, um, you know, maybe, maybe what's coming next or what people think is coming next. And, you know, uh, uh, maybe instead of, uh, spending all your cash now when everything's at record high prices, uh, um, I know I, I just took delivery of a fertilizer order and I've never spent so much money on fertilizer, uh. Um, you know, but that's something that I at least can get a return on here in a matter of months and, and that cost is passed on to my clients. But, uh, you know, in terms of things that we maybe buy and hold for a long time in our businesses, like vehicles and equipment or properties, uh, um, you know, you just got to be careful when you're doing anything at at what's perceived to be towards the top of the market, uh. (laughs) Um, and then being a little extra cautious when you see uh, uh, people, you know, that that have uh, um, more experience and uh, better mentorship, making you know different moves than yourself. It's it doesn't mean you're wrong. You just got to pause and, and make sure that uh, there's not something you're missing.
1: Back to the multi-billionaire, how did you get this uh, customer? Well, how did you market to to get him? And when did you figure out who he was? And you you don't obviously have to. You can keep anonymous unanimous unanimous anonymous excuse me anonymous <laughs> an Anon- excellent in broadcasting folks you can keep him anonymous but how did you market and, and figure out he was your customer did you know who he was beforehand and target market him or did you just randomly get the job and then find out he's big money
2: um no well from my experience um in uh um uh, cuz i've they i'll say this they aren't the only billionaire i've worked for over the years and and um, yeah, on the bigger podcast, bigger Pockets podcast, they have a saying rock stars like to hang out with rock stars. And mm-hmm. I'm not a rock star, but some of my clients, you know, they in the certainly in the monetary world, they're rock stars. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, um, you know, they they know each other. They talk, they share, you know, they're sharing a glass mm-hmm. of wine by the pool. And, you know, if one guy's like my my landscape guy sucks, the other guy's like, oh, well, I got a great one here. Let me give you his number. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're probably gonna, going back to earlier. They got to look in the cell phone, what it is. But uh, um, all those uh, really high end clients that I've ever worked for, I've, I can't say I've marketed to. Mm-hmm. Um, they've all been word of mouth referrals.
1: OK, so you got one of your previous customers knew the multi billionaire and yeah. gave gave him your recommendation because you were doing a good job for them.
2: Yep. Yeah. They were like, yeah, if you need somebody, they were basically buying some uh, uh, property in the area to kind of, uh, they were doing the, I was talking about the expansion of their portfolio and they needed somebody who could help them out in this area. And uh, so I got the call from somebody in their family office who handles their facilities and um, they, you know, we chatted for a bit and, and it was after we chatted and I was putting together um, the pricing that, yeah, part of my due diligence at that point is uh, do a little Google search. And uh, um, I, I, you know, the, the, it, not that it necessarily is going to affect their pricing, but I just kind of like to know who, who I'm working for here. I mean, the, admittedly, the, the, over the years doing due diligence, sometimes you type in people's names and all these lawsuits start popping up and you're like, oh, look at all these red flags. I'm not even going to give this person a price because I I could be the next lawsuit because I didn't get paid. And now I have to sue this person, too. So, um, uh, yeah, as part of my due diligence, I'll uh, um, just uh, do a little Googling. And they they are certainly one of the people that lots of stuff came up. And uh, I was able to paint a pretty good picture real quick that uh, um, it was all good stuff. And that uh, uh, there were no major red flags and that I, I likely would want to uh, uh, work with this person. And then, uh, you know, I was able to get them a proposal and then they sent somebody from the family fly in. And uh, we met at one of the sites, and just reviewed some things. And uh, um, it, it's good, actually, at this point, um, especially now that I've, I've known literally the, the family Um, I, I don't get a lot of hassle on anything. Uh, a lot of stuff is, uh, uh, you know, I just give them what they need to sign and they sign off on stuff and the family office sends, sends money when it's needed. And it's, uh, um, it's a really good working relationship. I honestly wish that relationship on everybody because, uh,
1: uh, it's, it's good living. There you go. Well, Mike, I really appreciate your time on this snow day. I might have to head out to the pool here for a little bit. Dr. <laughs> Frank says you need 20 minutes of sunlight every day. day. I'm a, Today's my batch day where I just batch a bunch of uh, content and uh, keep Mr. Producer happy. So he's got a lot on his plate now, Mike. He serves your buddy Brian, Andy Mulder, Naylor, Caleb and Brittany, Dan Wheeler. I, I lose track. He's He's got so many of our podcasts, so...
2: And the voiceover work that I know yep. he does, CalFist.
1: He does stuff for CalFist. That's a that's a whole other story, man. Pretty cool story. Because he's
2: he's, uh, he's a good guy. I I have yet to meet him, but he seems <laughs> like he helped so many of my friends. Uh, uh, he's obviously got to be a good guy if everyone's keeping him around. So
1: yeah, Mike gave me a hard time that he didn't exist uh, back in the day.
2: That that was no 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 no. Who was that it? Was Aaron Aaron Sutter? Sutter. Okay. He, i i all i said and this is this is a for the record this is
1: 2019 gie is
2: is i all i said is that i i grew up with some people that actually did work in radio that you much like yourself that you could sit in your car and turn the dial and oh i know this voice and uh all i said was because somebody got brought up i don't think he's real and i said well Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. I know that the, the people I know that have worked in the industry. Sometimes those are real people, and then other times, like somebody from the shows going out of the booth or in the other room, and they're calling in. Uh, so, so all I said to him is, "I go well. I, it's pretty hard to say because it's it both are actual possibilities, uh, I, and I, I I know that to be true just from life shared experience." And uh oh. then somehow it migrated into like, Mr. Producer's not real. And I said that and I'm like, no, I didn't no, This say was a that. Whole,
1: this said- was about a year I, I went under this um uh you you guys just hackling me and it, it climaxed with Brian Fullerton in, in the summer of twenty twenty. This this was GIE 2019. I'm walking around and hey Paul, how's your producer? Ha <laughs> ha like I mean he's all right, he's doing good, you know, and they're thinking he's not real, and I know he's real, so I was like, Yeah, he's doing pretty good. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then everyone making fun of me. So then Brian was like, dude, you can, you know, you you don't have to, you can chill out with this whole Mr. Producer thing. When I was at his house in our in our summer tour, and uh you came over that day. That was the day you and Pay Jack and, and Brian did that episode about money. That was a good one. You frozen, Mike? You just are you just smiling? Oh, there you go. <laughs> you got this big smile on your face. <laughs> I thought you were frozen. And and, and Brian was just kept, hey, you know, you can just chill out in this thing. And then Brian called me one day. He's like, well, hey, man, how are you doing this podcast? Like, I don't understand. It takes so much back end work. I was like, well, I don't do it. Mr. Producer does it. I just record it and send it to him. He And he paused like, he's real. I was like, dude, yes, he's real. Here, call him, call him. And he called him. He's like, oh, my gosh, you're real. And then everything changed because then Brian was like, no, 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 guys, he's real. I was like, I told you he's real. What in the world?
2: See, and I, I, all along, all I said was like, gosh, I have friends that have done voiceover work, and then they are the real person on the show. Like, oh, I, don't, man. I don't know whether he is or isn't, but I guess lesson learned, if I had to do it over again, I would have said, I don't know, guys. I think Mr. Producer's real. And who knows? Everyone probably would have made fun of me, too. Yeah, they would have. I've they made of fun himself. of me
1: for a year, and now now, now they're all hiring him. Andy Motor just hired him. Well, it's, uh, so, you know, he does a good I, I job though.
2: You guys get the last laugh, right? Especially Mr. Producers. So he laughs all the way to the bank.
1: Oh, it, 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 to the bank. He goes, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> He's doing very well. And that's, that's really cool. It, it's, uh, his success. is uh, it, it's really cool to see how it all unfolded. And I'm, I'm just really thankful for this community. Cause I, I knew this community, Mike, I mean, there's, there's always a bad apple here and there. We all know that, but for the, for the most part, it's just a bunch of guys who are trying to improve our business and, and do things right. And, uh, like you said, rock stars hang out with rock stars. And, and, and as we hang out together, not that we're rock stars, but iron and sharpen and iron, as we hang out and grow together and keep each other accountable, it's, it's really cool to see this community, um, rising the tide in this industry so and he he's yeah. benefiting he's benefiting from from hanging around good folk so
2: Serving hey folks. that's he he's filling the void that that allows that to really happen i mean we all uh um you know, I, I think about the, uh, you know, we all have these good ideas, but we all only have so much time in the day. And, uh, uh, you know, think about the amount of content that maybe wouldn't be out there if there wasn't a Mr. Producer, just because people would go, I don't have the time. This right. Well,
1: I, I guarantee you, there's no way the green industry podcast, there's no way I would have produced 700. We're coming up on episode 700, I think next week or the week after there's nice. no way I would have produced those shows. I just wouldn't have, you know what I mean? And and he was, you know, uh, early on in the show, he started and he's done such a phenomenal job for me for 700 episodes. And I doubt Brian and, and Caleb and, and now Andy Mulder, Naylor, these guys, I don't think they would have stuck with it um, if we didn't have his, him taking care of all this, you know what I mean? And um, there's shows like you mentioned, Bigger Pockets. And, you know, I know a lot of guys listen to Dave Ramsey and, You can listen to those other shows and and grab business principles, but a lot of times they're generalized around finance or real estate or things like that. And what we have in this industry now is we have a whole bunch of specific shows where we talk about this particular industry and uh, it's just really cool. And And I'm glad that people are out there taking advantage of it. And because we're out on mowers or you guys are on snow, whatever you call them, snowmobiles or plowers or whatever- Um, you know, people can listen to podcasts all day long while they're work and and it's just really cool.
2: Yeah. We get the unfair advantage. We get to kind of, uh, uh, double dip. We get to not only get, get, do the work and make money, but, uh, while you're making
1: money, you're learning about better ways to make more money
2: it's, uh, you know, it's, it's almost as good as having that money work while you're sleeping and making more money. It's, it certainly is a step towards that. And, uh, um, I, I definitely feel spoiled at times that I can sit there and, and make money, but then I'm learning, like you said, how to make even more money or, or learning from others mistakes so that I don't lose money down the road.
1: Yeah. I was coaching a guy this morning. I was like, dude, he was saying he listens to all of our podcasting, named the lineup. And I was like, dude, just keep listening. It's like going to college, but without the student loans. It's just, you, you learned so much from these stories. And, and and like you said, Mike, what not to do. So,
2: yeah, you made a great point there. You know, you and I both had to go the college route, but it's because uh, there weren't these type of resources out there. And now, uh, you know, not, not to necessarily say you shouldn't go to college, but uh um, they, there are certainly other opportunities available now, and, uh, um, you know, it, it, it's all about the pursuit of knowledge, right, and, and you know, walking away with more than you walked in with, and whether you're doing that in a college classroom or from a YouTube channel or a podcast or someone's course that you've downloaded, uh, you know, they. To me, it's just all education and knowledge. And, uh, you know, you don't need to necessarily have, uh, you know, doctor in front of your name or or stand in front of a blackboard in uh, in a university uh, classroom to necessarily truly be the uh, um, purveyor of knowledge and, and, and a teacher. You know that 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 same education can come from a, a podcast like the one we're on now.
1: Yeah. Bringing everything full circle back to Warren Buffett you know, he started plus 30,000. When you go to college, you waste four or five, not waste, but you know, you invest four or five, six years. And if you have to take out loans, which most people do because colleges and universities, that's a whole nother story, but they charge so much for tuition. Now you're minus 10,000, 40,000 plus interest on that. And unless you're going, you know, you feel God's called you to be a doctor or a nurse or a lawyer or an accountant. I mean, some of those career paths, in order to get the proper um, certifications and things, you have to go to college, you know, or you won't be licensed and things like that. But for the guys that are listening, they're 17, 18 years old, Mike, they're like, I don't really know what I'll do. I'll go drink some beer and figure it out. Like, no, go start a lawn care business. You'll learn more in five years of running a lawn care business. Even if you only do it for a few years, about, profit and loss statements and and how to communicate customers and how to charge and how to understand how to recover your overhead you you'll learn so much more about business you'll be running circles around those kids sitting in class learning about whatever they learn about in that class business class
2: yeah, and and a lot of kids, uh, because they're forced to go. Right. They, uh, their heart's not in it. They're not paying for it necessarily, or right. they don't haven't felt the pain of paying for it, and so they don't take it seriously. And uh, that that just piles on once that experience is over because then you get thrown out in the real world and uh, um, it is very humbling for those people when they get put next to people that maybe on paper are not as smart as them and these dumb people around them just seem a lot more knowledgeable and have a lot more life experience and oddly enough are the ones that seem to get the job or the opportunity and get hired and uh, you know but but their paper says this, they, they ought to get the job. Right. And it's uh, um, just because you, you, in theory, have something it doesn't mean that you actually have something in practice and I think in especially in the world we live in now uh, uh, people need uh, especially employers need people where the rubber meets the road they're, they're not I think they the facade of well they we hired from this spot and mm-hmm. this person has this degree they, they, they're superior choice uh, they're, they're actually really looking for results and what can you actually do and, and how will you actually function. Uh, I even heard Elon Musk talking about this about how uh, he's noticed in his companies, MBAs are a little overrated because mm. those people because they have that degree, they feel like they get to parachute in and wow. now just can run everything wow. but they kind of bought bought that position. They did not earn their way to that position and a lot of times they parachute in but they don't understand how anything works mm-hmm. and they end up just messing everything up Versus, he's noticed it's almost better to take someone that started in the mailroom and works their way up, right. and, and that they, if you give that person the same opportunity, they actually get it. They get how to work on a team, and uh, they, they at the end of the day, those are the people that provide the results, even though they didn't, you know, pay a whole bunch of money to get a fancy degree that they believe entitles them to uh, parachute into a position. And that those are his words, not mine, but I. I I do kind of agree. I think that uh, um, I've even seen it in my own business. I think some of the worst hires I have ever made were some of the people who were most qualified in terms of a resume. Uh, uh, maybe even came from a letter of recommendation from another company because they were relocating to the area. And uh, I, I, at the end of the day, I think I would take somebody that um, is eager to learn but has never touched a piece of lawn equipment before over someone like that just based on my own experience uh um you know they they think they know but they just don't know
1: there you go well mike i really appreciate your time uh i know we've been planning this for a while and and uh we're looking for a rain day but we'll take a snow day (laughs) <laughs> I,
2: yeah we'll take what we can get I, i've been able to tough through some of the uh rain days or they didn't really pan out the past couple weeks but uh there's there's like an inch or two of snow on the ground i tomorrow might also be a snow day here in michigan
1: wow well, i appreciate you taking the time for those of you listening if you want to watch this um head on over to green Street podcast our new youtube channel smash that uh, what do they call it is it the subscribe button still over there on YouTube?
2: I do believe so. And make sure you give it, you give it a good like too. none of that dislike nonsense. Hit the like
1: button. What about the turn the bell on for notifications?
2: Yo, there you go. (laughs) Make it ding.
1: (laughs) There you go. So yeah, guys, I just, this is literally my first week and thanks to Mike for kind of being my guinea pig. Um, I've been, you know, the way I work, Mike is if, um, if I bite off more than I can chew, then I just don't like get anything done. I just get like um, paralyzed. So I was like, with the podcast, I was like, All right, let me just get the audio down and, and and get confident in that. And thankfully, the show's growing like crazy, like crazy, crazy. And so now that that's kind of we're in a rhythm, Mr. Producer, and myself, I was like, OK, now let's let's try this video thing. I was like, I it might take me 50 videos to find my rhythm with this. I don't know. But um, anyway, this is week one. And Mike's, you know, thankfully kind of guessed." guest. One of the first guests here to be on the YouTube. Hopefully it makes it to the YouTube. So we'll, <laughs> I still got to figure out all the hit the right buttons that get it, get it on the World Wide web, but we'll try our best. So thank you, Mike. Well, any, any, give your shout outs that free landscape or what do you got going on? Get, let the world know.
2: Yeah, yeah. You guys can always connect with me over at debtfreelandscaper.com or uh, on Instagram at debtfreelandscaper, or you can connect with my company's page, and that's at Bedell Management. And uh, I've admittedly, I I took a little bit of kind of a social media break the first part of the year here uh uh just kind of needed to to have the dopamine detox if Amen. you will. but uh, uh it's uh i'm looking forward to spending a little bit more time this spring and uh chatting with all of you and uh you know helping you uh celebrate your successes here in 2022 and beyond
1: Well, guys, always a good time chatting with Michael Bedell. And as we say, iron sharpens iron, which means what Mike does well and where he excels in business, that sharpens me and and it challenges me to become better and better. So thankful for his friendship. And uh, he has been a multiple time guest on the podcast and uh, appreciate him taking time out of his snow day to join us on the program today. Want to let you guys know we got a bunch of stuff going on at the Resource Center at the greenindustrypodcast.com Our newest product is the step-by-step guide to operating a successful lawn care business. This includes 20 video modules with the man, the myth, the legend from the Budgets, Breakevens, and Bottom Lines Workshop, John Pajek. He absolutely understands this industry inside and out, and we cover what to do with building our team, and understanding the various business entities and and legal hoops and red tapes of of starting up a business. Should you buy a business or should you just have an excellent marketing strategy and build your uh, businesses around your core services? What equipment do you get? How do you set up the business systems like we briefly talked about today with with, um, the accounting software and the CRM and, and how do you set all of that up to streamline? How do you know your numbers? How do you pay yourself as the owner of the company? What do you do with the profits? How do you grow your business, Uh, company culture? We talk about all of that and much, much more in the step-by-step guide to operating a successful lawn care business. That's available at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com, and it will definitely help you to have a firm, solid foundation in your business. So. You can uh, take a look at the step-by-step guide to operating a successful lawn care business and our other resources to help you take your business to the next level at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com.
0: This has been a Jamison Media and Mr. Producer production.